Dear listeners, we're compromising on record quality today. I think it's going to be fine. I don't know if you can hear, but I've got the aircon on. And the reason why we're blasting the AC is because Revs and I are marinating in fake tan. Yeah, we're going out. And as much as we love recording in the sweat box that is the cupboard. Said no one ever. We just want to look good. We just want to look good for one night of the year. Yeah, just one. Just one. It's all a mama can ask for. Yeah, so suck it up. Do it for us. Do it for us. (laughs) (laughs) We're going out. We're going out. Let's have a party. Let's get all tardy. Yeah, (laughs) I'm loving these vibes. (laughs) We've got super bright, ridiculously drama-filled dresses to yep. wear. I've got bright blue shoes to wear. I'm wearing hot pink. I mean, let's do this. Woohoo! Australian Podcast Awards, here, here we come. We we may not win, but we will bring the colour. We sure will. We'll bring the <laughs> sleeves. We'll bring the sleeves. We're going to be the two gals with the giant sleeves. Yep. Should we get straight into the episode let's then? do it. A we have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, aka Gemma Peanut on the gram. Along with my co-host, Revzy, your best mate. I'm your best mate, yes. Revzy. And we're heading out of the house to a party event. An event. There is so much about tonight that it is just peak. First of all, it's an event. What's an event? <laughs> right? We haven't been to an event in a very long time. There will be a gathering of human beings. There will be awards. There will be champagne. Do you know what's exciting, DLs, that Revs and I weren't expecting at all, is we were invited to present an award for another category. So fun. So we were like, oh shit, we're not just rocking up and hanging out in the audience with a low profile, lol. (laughs) We're actually going to be on the stage presenting. That's it. Booking in the fake tan. Get a fucking hair and makeup artist. Let's buy some dresses. (laughs) We did it all. We did it all. We got our art director hats on. And uh, look, it's going to be loud. Can I share my fake tan rookie era round two? Please do. I feel like this is the third fake tan you've ever had in your whole life. Maybe fifth. Okay. (laughs) If we're going to get specific. (laughs) Fact check. Fact check. I got spray tanned for Claire's wedding. Yep. Liv's wedding. Yeah. My own wedding. Yeah. And then I fake tanned myself for my course, yep. which was a fucking disaster. It was my first home tan job. Yeah. And no one told me mm. not to wear socks to bed. I mean, babe. How is it obvious? What do you mean? It's not obvious to me. I literally asked you, can I wear clothes? And you're like, yeah, you can wear clothes, babe. You didn't say, can I wear tight socks on part of my tan? <laughs> Can I clothes are on tan. No, oh, no. I, I just, it astounds me how someone so smart and intuitive can have absolutely no fucking clue when it comes to beauty. I've got no beauty smarts. None. I'm lazy. It's not even lazy. It's just like, that is stupid. <laughs> like, at what point were you like, I know, I've got a paste on my body to change the color of my skin. I'll put on a tight sock with ribbing. I oh. sleep in socks. That is another thing. Like, who sleeps in socks? Um, DLs, slide on in. Nah, Come nah. on, avalanche. Nah. Come it's on. It's too hot. It's too claustrophobic. It's not okay. Now, nah, my feet love to feel hugged. Hugged. Yep. That's what they need. They need a cuddle. You've got a foot thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a foot thing? Well, no, I'm Thai. 
Oh. So Thai people are fastidious about their feet. Right. How does that show up? Well, I guess it was my upbringing. So for starters, you never wore shoes in a house oh, in Thailand, okay. ever. Shoes are for outside yep. only. Feet are parts of the body that you can use to actually really disrespect someone. Oh. So to like point your feet at someone or any form of shoving your foot near a Thai person, Thai people will retreat. Wow. Like, so it's like flipping the bird. Well, I guess, I don't know, but my dad was fastidious about not having feet near him. So even if I was like lying on the couch and I'd put my feet on his lap, he'd be like no get your feet feet are dirty yeah, so right. thai people are funny about feet and in buddhism which is the largest religion population of thailand when you go to a temple to visit any of the buddhist shrines you cannot point your feet oh, towards buddha you have to sit on your knees oh. so that your feet are pointing oh, that's away yeah or I you sit it. like side shell yeah okay yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm talking side about shell. i don't know what would you call that Side, not side, not side shell. <laughs> I'd call it side saddle. Sure, side shell. <laughs> I feel Explain like explain yourself. <laughs> I feel like I'm curved in a bit of a shell, a little bit of a Botticelli vibe, like a mermaid. Mermaid. <laughs> you know, like... All right, I'm with you. Yeah. So you could say sit like a mermaid. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I didn't start with that. To be honest. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Fascinating. So feet are a funny thing, right? But you still don't put socks on your fake tan. Well, you fucking uh... numpty. In case it needs to be said don't put any gloves on today <laughs> don't put any scarves on all right all right no- passag nothing tight i get it Loose i've learned fitting. this time but i still managed to make an error this time around what have you done so dl's i booked this amazing girl in manly who does mobile home spray tanning because who has time to yep. go to a spray tanner and she came over and she told me have a shower first thing in the morning and then i'll do you fresh at 7 30 this morning yep. so aggressively early so early for a beauty appointment so she rocked up and i literally walked out of the shower and i towel dried myself and she was like are you fully dry and i was like yes spray tan spray tan spray tan suddenly i start developing little white circles that look a bit like what ringworm would right. look like optimal so then she said so when i asked you if you were dry were you because <laughs> were you lying to my face <laughs> So now I kind of look like I've got leprosy. A little bit, a little bit. We're going to have to patch you up. Yeah, patch me up, baby. I I know. I'm not born to tan. It wouldn't be a night out with Gem if there wasn't a fake tan disaster. Yep. I just did my legs and I did them myself. I think they're fine. They're not particularly tan, but they're also not moon tan, which is what they were last night. I think they look fabulous. Yeah, they're fine. Getting your pins out for the girls. They will do. So I come today Mm. with something that I want to have an open conversation about. It's not something that grinds my gears, but it's something that I've been thinking about that I was like... Why is that the way it is? Context. We're in December. Yep. I feel like Christmas chat is relevant. Never more relevant than December. We've got five weeks to milk it. Right. Let's do it. I've got some Chrissy chat. Okay. Hit me. As mentioning Christmas, my question is to do with why in America especially is saying Merry Christmas offensive? Oh. Why has it all become about saying Happy Holidays? To be inclusive. Talk to me about this inclusivity. Well, because I think in America, it's because Jewish people don't do Christmas. Right. And there's a huge Jewish population in America. So it would be offense. No, it's not offensive, I don't think. I think it's just trying to be inclusive to say happy holidays because there's Hanukkah, which is around a similar time, but it's not Christmas Day. So is it? Yeah. Jewish people don't celebrate Christmas. I think a lot of people do have a Christmas Day, but it's not, it's not part of their faith and they don't celebrate it. 
Oh, I understand that. Totally get it. But I guess I was just interested in the fact that, so Christmas, I think, came out of Christianity. Of course. Right? Yeah. Christmas is a little clue there. Right. I gotcha. (laughs) But I'm not begrudging any other religion celebrating their religious occasions, like Hanukkah. Oh, right. You'd say Happy Hanukkah. I would absolutely say Happy Hanukkah. Or if someone were to come up to me and say Happy Hanukkah, I'd feel great. I'd be like, hey, Happy Hanukkah to you. Yeah. So I have a little more context to this story. So my husband used to work in New York. In his first year of working there, he went into the office during Christmas and he said, Merry Christmas, everyone. And he got pulled into his boss's yeah, office wow. and was like, you have to knock that off. Oh, wow. You can't say Merry Christmas. You have to say Happy Holidays. And he was like, oh, shit, sorry. And I just thought, why is Merry Christmas a dirty word? I understand I see a lot of things online that's like Merry Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I see that that's the trend. And of course, Happy Holidays is all inclusive. But I don't know why it's got negative connotations because I'm Catholic. Yeah. I'm not a practicing Catholic, but I love Christmas. Don't like, do you? I had no idea. Fucking froth over that shit. Okay. I get it from my mama. Yeah. But you don't love religious Christmas. No, I love our personal family traditions of Christmas. You like, you don't go to mass. No. You don't do nativity. Nope. Yeah. Okay. But don't you think it's my point about saying happy Hanukkah and I don't feel excluded? Yeah. I think this is just one of those privileged things where it's like, well, yeah, that's fine. If you come from the majority, yeah, which is majority Christmas society wise, we've grown up as like, that's been the main one. So I think it's like another overcorrecting thing of like, let's be more inclusive to sort of get through these realignment years where we're working out all the different religious celebrations, maybe. I guess, but when there's privilege, it's usually associated with um, other people losing out or yeah. being hurt by it. And sure. I don't see what's hurting by it. Like, I could... Well, there I probably could... is. I can't speak to this. I don't know. There probably is historical... Well, that's what I'm asking about. Right, I'm okay. like, am I missing something? Probably. Because <laughs> I obviously strive to be more woke yes, in this world. I could broach with the same argument of... New Year's, because in Thailand, we also celebrate Chinese New Year. Now, the majority of the world celebrate New Year's on December 31st through to the 1st of Jan. Yeah. So... You're saying, why can't we have all of it? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess, why was my husband shut down? Why was it taboo to say Merry Christmas? Why is saying Merry Everything and Happy Holidays considered the right, in inverted commas, way of doing things? When it's not like, you know, in Thailand, I celebrated Chinese New Year, but I'm not saying... "Mm." I feel like I'm part of the minority and I don't like that the rest of the world celebrates New Year. I don't know. I guess it's just... Um, I guess I would flip that to you and say, does it hurt you to say happy holidays instead of happy Christmas? No, God, no. Yeah. And I'm happy to, but I'm trying to work out the origin. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm sure there is some kind of white oppression involved. There usually is, (laughs) you know, like it's probably got roots in that. Probably about just being more inclusive and and trying to say, we're all going to have a break soon. And that includes everyone. Maybe. I, I mean, know. I love a holiday. I imagine on Wall Street in America, it's got pretty strong racial undertones to include particularly the Jewish people. But Kwanzaa is another one. I think it's the African end of year celebrations. Wow. I'm really showing my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> I know in America, it is a prickly subject. Yes. Yeah. And there is a very strong racial cultural divide of course. in the US. So I get, I, I mean. Here, not so much because no. I mean, we're so bloody Anglo-Saxon still, aren't we? I just always think, well, does it hurt me to just jump on the more inclusive 
No, it, it doesn't. Yeah. And I, like I said, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. It's just that I have a problem when people shut down people celebrating Christmas, Christmas yeah. the way that they grew up celebrating it in the same way that I'm sure a Jewish person would find it offensive if someone was like, don't happy Hanukkah me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy holidays me. Thank yeah. you very much yeah. and be inclusive. I think though it's the same as the argument you would apply to pronouns. You yeah. know how people are like, why do I have to say they when they're she? It's like, I love the they, them pronoun. Totally. I think it's the same argument. It's like it hurts no one mm. to just jump on board this new way. So mm-hmm. jump on board, leave it behind you. Don't worry about it. I will say, I do think merry everything is cute. I love I just everything. love the word merry. Look, it's fucking funny that we celebrate Christmas and we are not Christian. We are not celebrating the birth of baby Jesus. There's no frankincense and myrrh. I don't read my kids' Bible stories. We don't pray. We're just like, it's potato salad day! <laughs> Bring on the prawns! Get the fairy lights! It's, it's not, festive! It's festive, but it's not religious at all for us. It is for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it's all funny. It's all funny. Tradition it is. Speaking of fucking traditions, do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, Revs? Elf on the fucking shelf! See, I don't have to have time for Elf on the Shelf because I'm not subscribing to societal pressure. Well, props to you, motherfucker. Oh, no, I'll cave next year. I know you will. Look. This is a whole flip on last year's episode. We did a Christmas episode last year when we just started this podcast and I was like, fuck Elf on the Shelf, not doing it. It's a commercial joke. Santa already sees you when he's sleeping and knows when you're awake. Like you don't need an elf to also do that. It's just a Hallmark holiday commercial upsell of Christmas. Grinch, Grinch, Grinch. Well, is it Grinch or is it, am I just fucking right about it? I think I'm right about it. Plus also December for women in families is classically incredibly busy. Oh, the mental load the during mental Christmas. The mental load goes through the fucking roof. Yeah. We've already got enough on our plate. Mm. It's outrageous to add another thing to do, not just on Christmas Eve, but every single night of December. Anyway, my kids are navigating their parents divorcing it's going to be a weird Christmas for all of us. They asked me, are we going to have an elf this year? Is an elf going to turn up? Everyone's got an elf. Why oh. does Frankie have an elf? There's an elf in the classroom. Milo has an elf. Elsa has five elves. And I was like, okay, I'll get them a fucking elf. If an art director can't create fucking elf on the shelf for her children when they're going through a divorce, who can? Oh, These are the you. talks I had to myself. You're shrouded in divorce guilt. Uh, enter stage right the fucking good mum. With all the like, they're only young for five years. The joy on their faces. You'll never get these years back. All that bullshit. I'm talking to you, Claire. Fucking good mum. Bringing the guilt. She DM'd me and said, they need to get to know the elf. Like it needs to become part of the family. You're too late. You have to have started two years ago. She said to me, Ella's one. And the joy on her face, she was right into it when she was one. And I was like, that's because Ella's your second born. You would never have done that for Lily as your first born. And that's because you're the good mum. And none of us can be the good mum. And stop rubbing your good mumness in our faces. Love you, babe. We love but, you. But seriously, you know, and often I've got quite good Teflon for mum guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a good suit of armour as a full-time working mum with zero fucks most of the time. I'm normally like, yeah, yeah, you go do Elf on the Shelf. I'm happy sitting here in the bath with my wine, scrolling Instagram instead of sprinkling flour across the kitchen. I was going to say sprinkling cheer. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't sprinkle cheer. Anyway, I caved. And then do you know what I did? What? I fucking rubbed the guilt onto my colleague at work. 
Oh, dude, and no, you know. don't want to wear that shit, I man. don't want to wear that shit. My colleague, Sarah, she has two young kids as well. She was sitting next to me at the desk and she's like, are you doing it off on the shelf? Because I had it sitting on my desk in the box. And she's like, are you doing it off on the shelf? I was like, yeah. And I basically gave her a version of what I just spewed into the mic here. And she's like, oh, yeah, it is kind of fun. They are only young for a small time, aren't they? And I was like, yeah. Anyway, she goes out for lunch and she comes back and she's like, puts on the desk her box with her elf and she's like fucking got an elf i was like no i feel responsible she's like she's like if we can't do it who can i'm like that was my thinking you know anyway so two elves on the shelf that didn't need to happen happen anyway it's been a fucking disaster day one tell me more so i deboxed the elf on the shelf because i was like this is a big box this is going to be seen in my bags coming home so i took it out of the box and i put it in my handbag first mistake why i go to pick teddy up from preschool and we're walking home. He goes into my bag looking for a snack. Oh, rookie. Oh, my God. And he goes, oh, Mom, what's that? And I knew exactly what he'd seen. He'd seen the fucking elf. And I was like, well, magic over. Because now there's like a toy elf in Mom's handbag. No, 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 no. I know you. You would have come up with something crafty to Sorry. throw him off the scent. Dude, I tap danced so hard. What and did you what say? I, did. I threw my trench coat over my bag, stuck my arm he couldn't see in, pulled the elf out, put it in my back pocket and went, oh, what? An elf in my bag? We stopped and I opened my bag and he's like, oh, it's disappeared. Okay. Mum one, Christmas zero. <laughs> Fucking hell, Rev. And he was like, oh my God, it disappeared because I saw it. And he started crying. Oh, well, there's a second And fail. he was like standing on the street going, I ruined Christmas. Oh, and I was God. like, okay. Wow, this is going really well. I was like, no, baby, baby. I'm sure he's just hiding because he's shy. What did it look like? And he's like, it had brown hair and it was a boy and I've scared it away. And I was like, no, you haven't scared it away. I'm sure he's just shy because you weren't supposed to see him yet. And he's like, okay, okay. I tried to turn it into a game and I was like, do you feel like you're being followed? I feel like I'm being followed. He's like, yeah. I was like, you tell me if you see any flashes of red. Tried to turn it into a whole game. Meanwhile, trying to keep my back pocket from sight. This is stressful. And I slipped it into another bag and I was like, phew. We get to pick up Isla from school. And Teddy's like, Isla, I saw an elf on the shelf in mum's bag, but then it disappeared. And Isla was like, sus. Of course she was. She cocked her eyebrow and she's like, what happened? Tell me exactly what happened, Teddy. (laughs) Anyway, so Ted tells her and she's like, Okay, and then I, and then Teddy. She's a real Harriet the Spy, that one. Dude, nothing gets past this girl. Like she is onto it. She almost figured out Christmas like two Christmases ago when oh, she was no, four. It's too young. It's too young. But Isla. also, whatever. What can you do? I'm doing my fucking best. I bought the elf. What more does the universe want from me? Then, luckily, hype girl Teddy was all over it. He's like, Isla. Do you feel like you're being followed? Oh, cute. And she was like, I love it when they parrot you. They, yeah. And she's like, yeah. And I said, something fishy's going on. And then that we made a bit of a game out of it. We get home, get dinner on, blah, blah, blah. Put them in front of the TV with a dinner. Thinking, all right, it's time to elf up. So we have a video doorbell. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I could like get footage of the elf? in the video doorbell as like he turned up at our house. I saw this on your Instagram stories. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. It's a bit horror movie. Well, yeah, it's a bit again. Chucky the doll vibes. So here comes fuck up number two. So no, number three. <laughs> What's my first one? Well, your second fuck up was that he was crying. <laughs> Fine. Fuck wait, up wait. number three. So first of all, it's very hard to create 
anything in a video doorbell because the field of vision is so wide. I had to like push myself up against the door. Anyway, so I made this little video. I got like a bunch of footage of no one there. And then I like put the elf's face like peering into the doorbell, turning up at the house. Chucky doll vibes. I'm telling you. And then I spliced together this little video of like, oh my God. The, the elf just appearing at the door. And I thought, that's how I can tell the kids that the elf is around, like, trying to find us. So clever. Except <laughs> I play it to them. Teddy starts crying again. He's like, I don't like that elf. That elf is scary. I'm on team Teddy. <laughs> that shit is fucked up. That is the stuff of nightmares. And I was like, Mom, why doesn't it just turn up in our house like everybody else doing something cheeky? And I was like... <laughs> trying to make a world here i'm going for some verisimilitude everyone get on board (laughs) so then do you know what the problem is is that the camera is fisheye and it made your elf's eyes look really bulgy and its face was all warped and i was like nah nah revs just nah anyway i was just trying to create a world so then i'm like cool so then i write a note i'm trying to make it as happy as it put the kids to bed and I write a note from the fucking elf. And it's like, hi, Isla and Teddy. You were hard to find. You move around a lot. You know, trying to make Clever. a bit of a story. Yeah, a integrating day, like, it into their lives. Yeah, and I had to explain why he didn't turn up on fucking day one anyway. Because good mum reminded me, you're already a day late. And I was like, fuck. Dude, the whole of Instagram reminded me oh. I was a day late. So I write this note. You were hard to find, but that's a story for another time. Because I just didn't have any more in me by this point. My name is Nutmeg, blah, blah, blah. Roll it up the um, front door and then... Sorry, can I interject for a second? Yes. The name Nutmeg. Yes. Did you make that up or do the elves come with a name in the box? Well, here comes fuck up number four. So there's a book that comes with the elf. So I put the book with the elf at the front door with the letter all wrapped up in a bow. And I was like, guys, guys, there was just movement at the front door. The doorbell told me, should we check the door? I got them out of bed cute. thinking that was cute. They open the front door. It's sitting there. Ted's like hiding behind my legs because he's scared of the elf. <laughs> Oh, God. And then I go to pick it up and Isla goes, Mom, you can't touch it. And I was like, oh, fuck. So how do I get the elf in the house? Oh, you fucking fool. And then Isla's like, Mom, it's okay. In an emergency, an adult can use tongs. So I was like, okay. I'm I don't- sorry. Wait, did she just pull that out of her I don't ass? Know. Probably. Or she heard it somewhere. It doesn't matter. So I'm like, it's fucking quarter past seven. You're so overdue for being asleep. So I get the tongs. I pick it up. I bring it Dude, can I just say that's rookie error number six? Like you have hyped them up right before bed as if you wouldn't have just calmly sent them to bed. When do I have time? They didn't eat dinner till six. I had to bath them. I had to write a fucking elf scroll. Not in my handwriting with backwards E's to make it legit. No, no, no. You're missing my point. Why didn't you do all of this? While they're asleep and then start the day with the elf appearing. Because why, why do you do it to yourself? Like, that sounds like such a punish. I was just trying to get the elf in the house, okay? Oh, God. Okay? I was just trying to give them a magical Christmas. <laughs> anyway, so we bring the elf inside. They read the note. They're looking at the book. Open the book and it's like, first give me a name. And then they unwrap the note and it's like, my name is Nutmeg. And I was like, oh, I guess he comes named. And I was like, but we're supposed to give him a name. Like, let's just go with Nutmeg. Oh, dear. Put them into bed. They go to sleep. Nutmeg's sitting on the shelf. I'm like going about my business doing a million things I have to do. I'm also on deadline at work. Did I mention that? No. No. So I'm like doing some work after hours and I hear the footsteps. And I'm like, that's Teddy. Teddy's like, mommy, I can't sleep. And I was like, why, baby? What's wrong? And Teddy's my good sleeper. Mm. He's like... I'm scared of 
I'm scared of nutmeg. Oh, God. <laughs> he's like, he's looking right at me. Oh, Jesus. Like, oh, my God. Wait, so wait, you didn't tell us. Where did you move nutmeg to just with the, the tongs? Just on the, like, entrance table. Okay. Which is, yes, looking into the children's bedroom. <laughs> oh, God. I need to put horror film music over the video I made of the doorbell. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> or I could just put jingle bells over it and make it festive. <laughs> Anyway, so I have to like sit with Teddy and stroke his head. He's all sweaty and scared of this thing. He's Don't like, blame him. And he goes, Mom, please put it outside. Just get the tongs and put it outside. I can't sleep if nutmeg's in the house. And I was like thinking, what am I going to do? One kid really wants nutmeg. The other kid, terrified of nutmeg. How do I win this? Can't win this. Someone's going to be devastated. Someone's going to end up in therapy. <laughs> Both are going to end up in therapy. I think we've established that. <laughs> so I get the tongs and he comes with me and we put it out in the hallway and I'm like, nutmeg can stay out there tonight. It's your house, Teddy. You should feel safe. He's like, thank you, mommy. Thank you, mommy. And I tuck him into bed, stroke his hair. He goes to sleep. And then I'm like, well, I need a jaunty scene for the morning. Said no one ever except creative art directors. What the fuck? A jaunty scene? Well, I was like, there's only Let one. Let me just whip up my diorama. Well, I'm just like, there's only one way to win this war and get that both kids need to want nutmeg in the house. Otherwise, someone's going to be devastated. So I was like, why don't I do a really friendly, funny scene? So I put him in a bowl of wheat bix and I scattered the wheat bix all around and I put the, the, their breakfast out. That is almost like nutmeg's like, here's your brekkie. And he's like having a spa day in the uh, in his bowl of wheat. So I'm like, please fucking don't scare Teddy. Anyway, happy days. Teddy's like, mummy, nutmeg can stay. Oh, sweet relief. Sweet I didn't relief. know where this was going. I was sweet worried. Sweet fucking relief. So basically not all heroes wear capes. I've saved Christmas. <laughs> My kids are happy to have nutmeg in the house. Thank the Lord. And then, you know, he FaceTimed his grandma this morning and was like, Jamma, we have an elf on the shelf. And it was all happy. So I, it's all fixed. But what a fucking roller coaster. I did not need to sign up for this week. No, I feel like you needed all of that drama, like a kick to the teeth. Yeah, I, I did not need it at all. And I regret it. I regret it. Oh, I wish I just. Really? Yes. Even though Teddy was like, Jamma, we have an elf. It wasn't hashtag worth it for your little boy's sparkling eyes at the thought of an the elf joy on his face. <laughs> if I hear the joy on their faces one more time. <laughs> I'm like, where's the joy on my fucking face? You know what's on my face? A cold sore. Because I'm so run down at the moment. I'm on deadline and fucking moved house. I've got two kids going through divorce and the fucking Elf on the shelf just tipped me over. Oh, God. DLs, Rev's like sent me a voice memo this week in tears being like, guess what I got for the Australian Podcast Awards? Thinking, what dress? And she's like, a cold sore. A I was like, cold sore. Oh, babe. Oh. I mean, I'm on the verge of shark week. Yeah. Just waiting. It'll probably come tomorrow. It'll probably come tonight in your dress. <laughs> Love it. Wouldn't that be great? I think you should put a cup in as a preemptive. I might need to. Pack some sparesies. Yeah, pack some sparesies. Put on some period undies. I will. Yeah. I will. I did buy a moo moo dress with the purpose of covering any bloat I might be feeling. Yeah. You know? Right. Smart. Yeah. It's the only way to go out these days. <laughs> I don't think I ever wear anything fitted anymore. The pressure of having a slinky, sexy dress lined up for an event is just a pressure I don't need at this stage of it's my life. It's a pressure I've never felt in my life. No, true. <laughs> I would never wear a slinky silk dress ever. You're the only bride I've ever known who was like, we went to your first bridal design appointment. They're like, now what is your vision for your wedding dress and you're like comfort <laughs> i was like jam start somewhere else i think i said second skin nothing hugging me yet they designed something so figure hugging yeah that felt indeed like a second skin great but the, just the, my point is 
What bride goes, on my most beautiful day of my life, I just want to be comfy. You know, I'm still contemplating wearing sneakers tonight. Oh my God, no. I I feel like big puffy dress with white sneakers vibe is like Lily Allen circa 90s. You're not Lily Allen. You have a podcast. Step down. (laughs) Whoa. I am art directing our outfits. It's done. Sorry, I thought we were attending the Grammys. No. I think everyone's going to think we think we're attending the (laughs) Grammys. When we turn up, they're going to be like, oh, shit, they think they're at the Oscars. (laughs) We're like, no, mums, just get one night out. Back on the topic of elves. Yes. Fuck those elves. I realise this topic has to be one of the most polarising conversations Mm. I think I've ever entered into. Yeah. I did a poll on my Instagram about whether or not I should get involved in Elf on the Shelf this year or to buy myself another year because Rafa is three, Iggy isn't yet two. Mm-hmm. And I thought if there was a year to get away with not being involved, yep. this is it. Yeah. Dude, cue avalanche of DMs of the extreme opinions. Okay. It was like, don't do it. This is a commercial fucking exercise. Christmas is magical without it. You didn't have Elf on the Shelf when you were a kid. Do you feel deprived? In and then my day. <laughs> back in my day. And the other extreme was the days are long, but the years are short. You might only get a five-year window of this magic. So make the most of it. Fucking one-year window is too much. All right, great. Grinchy McGrinch. I don't know where you're falling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you fall on this argument. <laughs> you have a fence pole up your butt. You are <laughs> sitting oh. so on the fence. Oh, I'm straddling. You are just like being contrarian on whatever I say. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, it was so hard. You're like Grinch. I'm like, anyway, it was lovely. You're like, yeah, but did you really need to take it on? Like, what? What, what is your stance? <laughs> you can never be in politics. What do you stand for? Oh, no, I'm as full of shit as Trump at the moment. <sighs> Look. I've decided I'm going to buy myself another year. Yes. One person did slide into my DMs and say, look, you could do the elf arrives one week before Christmas thing. And then you do six or seven days of the elf thing. And I thought, oh, I could get behind that. Yeah, because she doesn't know what a month is yet. No, Rafa has no concept of time. She doesn't fucking know the days of the December. Exactly. (laughs) I will say, though, I do have the mum guilt about not getting the kids an advent calendar because my memories are tied down to that opening of the little window and getting your daily chocolate. Yeah, you love getting that melted and then refrigerated and then melted again chocolate that tastes like shit. So good. Sorry. I'm off Christmas. Wow. And I love Christmas. No, you don't. You cannot make that claim after this episode. The last two Christmas. You hate Christmas. No, I don't. Revs hates Christmas. Revs hates Christmas. It's so fucking obvious. Stop trying to mask that you love Christmas. Okay, look. God, hear me out. All right. To use your language. Cut to three Christmases ago when I was living in the UK. I gave the most magical Christmas. Well, it's easy when it's white. Okay. No, it's not easy. I've always done magical Christmas. I go the extra mile. I chew the carrots for the fucking reindeer and spit them out on the driveway. Really? That's an extra mile? Oh, do you chew your carrots? I've never put out carrots before. Okay, so step down. <laughs> I make it magic. I'm just I, enjoying criticising you. It's I fun. This is how I we, can tell. It's a fencing match, Revs. <laughs> it's fun. We're parlouring. I throw stones over the roof to get the fucking reindeer hoofs going on the roof like my dad used to do. I cut up little bits of tinsel and sprinkle it from the Santa sack to the chimney to make it look like Santa, I don't know, shat glitter as he <laughs> dropped off the presents. I do the magical touches, okay? All right. I drink the fucking milk. I eat the fucking mince pies. Best part of the night, gotta say. Love that. Ovi. The fucking pandemic and then life and, you know, it's taken the joy. Honey, honey, 
You've had a year. Okay? This time last year was very different. The pity in her eyes, dear. There's no pity. (laughs) Fuck off. I hate pity eyes, so I will never give pity eyes. Okay? But you've had a fucking year. Rebs is trying to do my pity eyes back at me. (laughs) Cut yourself a fucking break. Vent on the podcast. (laughs) Be the fucking Christmas Grinch. Yep. I'll hold space for you to vent, yes. okay? It's just a day. It's just it's a day. It's just a day. Yeah. It's not, though. It's a month. It's a month of things yeah, to do. that's why I'm like, you really fucking didn't, shouldn't have signed up to this. But anyway, here you are. But what the DLs all might be wondering, including myself, if you don't mind me asking yes. on behalf of everyone else, <laughs> are the kids' dads... just make it more complicated than it already is let me try that again is the kid's dad your ex-husband doing elf on the shelf for them does he have a nutmeg have you filled him in how are you navigating this talk it out uh we haven't discussed it yet because but i don't have time you don't have time. I said, I, I don't, don't have time. time. Well, what? Don't, don't have time. <laughs> don't have time. Don't have time. Don't have time. Haven't had time. We'll make time before they go back to his house. Okay. okay. All right. Add it to the list. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for that. So, hey, love hey, you. Hey, I'm just trying to prevent another fucking fail moment. For your family. Okay? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Before your kids catch you out again. Where's nutmeg? Yeah. No, you're right. I need to have some foresight for once in my goddamn life. Yes. Okay, babe. Can I have a second what I don't have time for? Now, I mentioned before I'm holding space for you to whinge on Whinge FM. So, you know what? I'll gladly shelve mine this week. <laughs> don't say shelf around me. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> All right. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for this time, Revzy? Okay, so... I need to do a bit of a setup because I love this TV show. We all love this TV show. It's the world's favourite TV show, Bluey. <gasps> oh, what's we, not to love? We love Bluey, right? The kids love Bluey. It's a beautiful show. It's Australian. It's gone worldwide. We're all proud of Bluey. Bluey really let me down this week. Why? There's a new episode yep. and it's all about a promise is a promise. Mm. And I guess it's about having integrity and keeping your word and that kind of thing. It's a beautiful episode. If... You're not going through a divorce. Oh, God, shit. I had a beautiful and actually cathartic, special and important, but huge and emotional conversation with both my kids this weekend because they both had big, big releases about what we're going through as a family. Mm. And they really needed to talk it out, get their feelings out. We needed to have a big cry together and a big group hug. And we did that. And it was amazing. And I'm really proud of them. However, what sparked it was they watched this episode of A Promise is a Promise. Oh, God. And converted that into, Mom, you promised to marry Dad. (sighs) And A Promise is a Promise. And you've broken your promise. Oh, that's really rough. And there's really no talking around that. Mm. I have broken a promise. Mm. You know, I did make a promise and I've broken it. And so I had to have this incredibly grown up conversation with my kids and try and make it accessible for them about sometimes we make a promise with everything we have at the time with our best intentions and we do mean it at the time. And then sometimes we outgrow that promise. Oh, that's so nicely put, Revs. I mean, I I had to sort of say it a few different ways. Yeah. I think... It landed? I think it reached them. Yeah. At least it started to. Like, maybe it will come up again and we can do more work on it together. But I just was like... I, 
I guess you don't think about these things until you're in that situation mm. about how these kids TV shows having these very simple kind of ethical tones go through their show, how that applies to different kids' situations. Yeah, what they translate it to and what they cling on to yeah. and bring to you. Fuck Bluey! <laughs> I know! Revs needed that like a hole in the head. I okay? mean, it was terrible timing! <laughs> it's like, Bluey, new episodes! And I was like, hurrah! This is what I need! Oh my god, we rejoice over new episodes! And I was like, it's moving house weekend, this is just what I need, is like six new apps of Bluey. No. <laughs> Fuck. A promise is a promise. I know. It's tough a tough one. It's, it was tough. And I had to sort of like really think, because my promise I've made to myself through this process is not to lie to them and not to talk to them like they can't get it. Yeah. Like I have to respect to what they can absorb. Mm. There has to be a ceiling. I can't be like, well, you know, they can't be looped in on the big adult stuff because no. they don't have capacity for that. But I'm not, I don't want to talk to them. Like, you'll get it when you're older or you just have to... No, you can't you be flippant about that stuff. And you can't gaslight them I either. can't gaslight them. And I don't want them to feel like they're being lied to or kept out of things. Mm. So it's a very fine balance. Oof. And, uh, yeah, I just really didn't need that from my favourite kids' show. Okay, this all makes sense to me why you're in the mood that you're in. <laughs> what mood am I in? Well, there's just a lot of things that have built up. <laughs> And I, your energy is intense. Is it? Yeah. Like, I feel like you could almost start levitating, you know? Like, I could harness that energy and fucking light a whole country with it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's anxiety, babe. I know. You're, you're full of it at the moment, I, I can know. feel, because you're juggling all the things. A cold sore is always a tell. Yeah. It's like, I think I'm handling it. I think I'm handling it. And then it's like, pop. No, you're not. <sighs> Slow the fuck down. Dear listeners, I don't know if you remember, but we talked about allergies in last week's episode and then we mentioned the C word, not cunt, not COVID. <laughs> cold sore. Cold sores. Oh. Equal. It's like we summoned it in. <laughs> I know. I just feel like we fucking jinxed you. It's so painful. Oh, you poor darling. Oh, I hate it. Anyway. anyway. It's not obvious. Okay. I've reassured Revs. It feels like an island yep. on her face. Yeah. I feel like it's taken over half my face. Which is what she told me in a text message. And I said, pics or I don't believe it. And she <laughs> sent me a pic and I was like, yeah, you still look beautiful. But I know that what I've learned is that cold sores, it's about how they feel. Yes. Not how they look. And how they make you feel. It's a virus. Mm. So I feel like I have a virus. And that virus is fucking run down, burnt out. Oh, Just darling. need the end of the year to come now. It's on its way, babe. I know. It's We're a coming. So close. So close. Just hang in there, hang mama. In there. You're doing such a good job. And that goes to all the fucking DLs in the same position. Yeah. It's always a crawl to the end of the year when you're a mum. Mm-hmm. And whatever else you're juggling, we can all hold hands and do it together. When the world is just too much to bear. Count on me, count on me. And when nobody seems to care, count on me. Look in my eyes and you will see what, what you mean, mean to me. me. <laughs> you can always count on me. Oh, bring in the tone to bring it home. <laughs> DLs, that is a song when Revs and I were in our coolest phase of life singing a cappella trio songs. (laughs) 
That was a song we used to sing with our dear friend Livels. Oh my god, that was so funny how we just naturally slipped into our parts. Lol. Livy, we needed you to bring up the bass, baby. Yeah, it's all a bit top heavy here. It was. You really picked a high octave. I was like, this is a strug for me. A strug. (laughs) Gem, we've got to do not sponsored because we've waffled. We've waffled and we've whinged and it's time to lay some knots, Bonnie. And I have one. Okay, just dive on in, girl. (laughs) Don't let me stop you. Okay. Wait. Hit me with your <laughs> no, no, let me do Go it. On. Hit me with your nuts bun. I said, hit me with your nuts bun. We've got to get that pitch right. Because every time I edit, every single week I edit not sponsored, it's like, hoo, 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 and it sounds like a bad recorder in a bad kindy concert. So. You know when you see something, do the rounds on the gram, and everyone's like, oh my god, you should try this thing. And you're like, yeah, that just had fucking PR dollars thrown at it. It's not good. I had that with Esme Skin Minerals, where I was like, oh, this is an influencer to spruik this product. And then I bought it, I tried it, and I was like, oh, damn. It's actually good. Yes. I had a similar thing with some cleaning products. Not very sexy, but they kind of are. So you've probably heard of Cove Cleaning Systems. Definitely done the rounds on the gram. Okay, so it's very cool because it's sustainable. So basically you buy the starter pack and it sends you this set of aluminium bottles with spray tops and things. So you have one for glass, one for surface, one for bathroom, and then you have like a pump pack for your laundry liquid. They look nice. You'd love this. So it makes you, you know, if you're into having a nice looking laundry or kitchen aesthetically pleasing, they all look lovely. And then you get the refills. So they send you one round with your first starter kit and you fill up all your bottles and you have your little cloth and um, then when it runs out instead of ordering more plastic and going to Coles or Woolies and you know getting a big plastic dump of all your bleach and your bathroom and all that stuff you just buy these refills in the, and they come in these sort of thin pouches that are more eco-friendly you refill them and they actually are good they actually clean the bathroom they actually wash the clothes I think, Great. I, I think I've been using a really shit laundry detergent because school uniforms never come up bright. But then I used this one and they came out sparkling. How good. So big fan of Cove Cleaning Systems. I don't think it's called that. I think it's called something much nicer. <laughs> Should I look it up? Yeah, look it up. Do you know what? It's very reminiscent of Who Gives a Crap Toilet Paper. Yes, very. Is this subscription based as well? I think you can, I, I don't know. I think you can subscribe. You're doing a really bad job. I'm doing a bad. I don't work for Cove. Okay, I, know you I don't. just liked the fucking laundry detergent. Give me a fucking break. I've got a lot on my plate. <laughs> They're on the gram at cove.cleaning. Refill and reuse cleaning system. Hey, I was right. Oh my god, you were right. Was... You should write marketing content. Um, eighty percent less plastic. That's amazing. That is amazing. Plant based ingredients. Even more amazed. How good. Plant based ingredients washed my kids' school uniforms. So there you go. And it's just a lovely little brand vibe. Look at that. You'll love that. Oh, I love their gram. Yeah. Anyway. Support them because that's awesome that there's, you know, last week we were talking about what we can do from a real life perspective in sustainability yep. and eco-friendly stuff. Well, here's what you can do. Just throw away all your supermarket cleaning stuff and start fresh. Love it. Cool. Adding to cart right now. Do it. All right, Jem. Hit me with your nuts, Bob. Oh, an octave below. <laughs> I tried to do a bass version. Go on, try I don't it. have a register down there. <laughs> Go up an octave. I said, hit me with your nuts, spun. Okay. (laughs) Shut it down. We need to re-record this and just drop it in. All right, all right. What have you got for me? Well, as aforementioned, Elf on the Shelf appearing on your doorbell camera. Yes. My not spun is going to the Google Nest Home doorbell system. Boom. 
so good. So good. You don't need an electrician. Yeah. There's no wires involved. Yes. Now, if you're a renter, I highly recommend this. A girlfriend of mine just moved to her first three bedroom house. Moving out of an apartment is a big deal in terms of feeling that safety yes, shift. Because you, you lose that safety in numbers mentality when you move from an apartment to a house. You do and you don't have like a security door or a big street entrance. Like you feel very exposed. Exactly. Yeah. Now the Google Nest doorbell, you literally just screw it into the wall. You can command tape, like sticky it as well. Oh, can you? Yeah, so if you're a renter, you could do oh, that. Oh, even better. Yeah. And it links to your phone and it's so fantastic. You get all these alerts when someone appears at the door. It even recognizes when someone's carrying a package or a parcel and it'll say person at the door with a package. And then as you have visitors, you can label them. Yes. So now when Raffronigi's grandma arrives, it says Yai at the door. Or if it's their other grandma, it says Nana's at the door. So so before they even walk through the door, you can kind of greet them right yeah, there. Yeah. Freaks them out a little bit, but it's lovely. <laughs> Next thing is it's so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it, is. it looks nice. It looks really Same nice. Line. Very Apple-inspired look product. Sure. It's all white. It's got sexy curves. <laughs> it's streamlined. It's not offensive. I mean, yeah, it's a doorbell. I think you're overrunning No, no, there's some ugly ass doorbells out there, Revs. And if you're wondering how it works, not needing to be wired into mm-hmm. your wall, it's so clever. You just charge it yeah. with an iPhone charger. It's awesome. It undocks and you just put it, charge it, yes. put it back on. Yeah. And a charge lasts about three months. Yep. And you can, I think you can pay a subscription to keep the video footage for longer than a month. But if you don't have the subscription, it keeps the history of anyone who turned up to your door for a month before it self-deletes. Yeah. Very clever system. DLs, I got one too. And because I don't read reviews or do research or anything, I leave that to the good mum and my bestie Jem here. Um, Jem bought it, so I bought it too. And I love it. It's great. Highly recommend. I think I do want that live feed little screen you've got though. Yes. Because sometimes the, the phone does lag. Yes. Do you find that? Yeah, like, It's a like bit. someone's at the door and you're like, who? And it's like loading. <laughs> yeah, because it's wireless. It's yeah, like running it's off Wi-Fi. the... Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I like your little screen. You've got the breakout screen. It's good. Yeah. Kids sometimes use it like it's an iPad because we don't have an iPad in our house. So Rafa loves pushing over the stool and watching Coco Melon on the kitchen counter. In <laughs> fact, it. it's her preference. Love it. Giant 65-inch TV yep. goes for the tiny Google Nest screen. Little people love little things. They do. Well, cue the outro. Yeah, that was a rant app. It was a bit. But do you feel good? Do you feel lighter? Oh, it just it feels good to be shared. Yeah. Thanks, DLs, for taking on my mental load on top of your own in December. <laughs> We love you, Rebsy. Hang in there. Wait, that's not the outro. One of these days we'll have an outro. How's it go? Cue the outro. No, it doesn't. Cue the outro. One of these days we'll have an outro. Doesn't it? Does it? I thought that was a shut it down. Shut it down. Just shut it down. Bye. Love you. Bye.